Hey, Will I Vike It listeners, this month I'm putting the spotlight on a fantastic cause called Breaking the Chains. Now these folks are true heroes specialising in rescuing animals of all types and sizes from dangerous and challenging conditions around the world. They even have a shelter in the Ukraine where they work with veterans and rehabilitate animals, giving them a safe, loving space to recover. I'm a huge animal lover and I know many of you are too, and this cause is especially close to my heart because I'm currently in the process of adopting a dog from them. I can't wait to welcome home our new family member, Lara. So, here's how you can help. Throughout June, 100% of the profits from my book sales on Amazon will be donated directly to Breaking the Chains, so every book you buy this month helps animals in desperate need. Head over to Amazon, grab a copy of Eat Like a Viking 1 or 2, or Eat Like a Halfling, and know that you're making a real difference. And let's show these animals some Viking love this June. For more information on Breaking the Chains, check out their website, breakingthechainsinternational.org. Hello and welcome back to the Will I Vike It podcast. I'm your host, Craig Brooks, aka the Saxon Forager. And my guest today is Paul Summary and is a member of Heregus Hundus. Yes, the land army of dogs. Um, and you've come to talk a bit about what you're doing and we're going to do some experiments later as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because so, you and I both like cooking, experimental yeah. cooking, and I like pots and they add quite well together. <laughs> Just spill your drink everywhere. <laughs> Do you know what? That's actually an interesting thing. Look at that. I might have to re redesign that one later. <laughs> You're making a mess. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what is it that you do? Okay. So, basically, um, I'm a potter in Harrogus Hundus. Um, it's... It, 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 it sort of evolved into that um, from... We all need a trade. Yeah. And we have to do something. So, I said, oh... Pretty good at woodwork. I'll do some wood turning. No, we've got wood turners. Okay. Uh, I, I used to do carpentry quite a lot, so I can do that. No, we've got carpenters. I said, okay. Um, I've built arms and armour before. Um, what about blacksmith? No, everyone wants to be a blacksmith. You need to think of something else. No, no, no. Well, there's other people doing cooking and everything else, so what is there left? And they said, well, um, the only thing that no one can actually do is pottery. And now I know the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did you have any previous experience with pottery? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So at, at school I did sort of okay, and then I decided that at my school it was a bit rubbish. So I left and went to a girls' sixth form where there was two hundred girls and me. I did A level art, yeah. and I spent most of my time doing pottery. Yeah. But that was complete accident because the uh, the teacher came along and said, "Look, this is how you throw a pot. Um, have a go." And then within five minutes, I'd got a a a, a Pooh Bear style um, honey pot. He said, oh, we clearly know more than I do, so you can teach the classes going on. So I just did. I read and I learned and I did more. And um, at one stage there was, um, we needed to make 200 in three months. And I was throwing like 50 a day, which was I just... I get you some experience. Oh, yes. A bit absolutely. of practice. So got to the end of it and thought to myself, ah, right, I'll, um, what do I do for a job? Well, I see how much potters own. I yeah. see how much teachers own. I'm like, that's not great. Um, well, I like archaeology because I listen to Time Team and watch it and all that kind of thing, and um, I enjoy that. And I thought, um, I can't do that, despite yeah. having an offer from it's either Imperial or UCL because they only earn 14 grand a year. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, that's fully qualified. So, okay, that's not good. So I'll do engineering, my other yeah. passion, which was space engineering. All right, so we got distracted by talking to some members of the public um, and Paul's just gone off to fight 
Um, so once he's finished the battle, we're going to carry on our chat. Right, so it's actually several hours later. We got about two minutes into recording, and then we got distracted by talking to people. You went off to fight. Yeah. You went off to make a pot. Pot as well. Um, so we've come back in to carry on the chat. Do you remember where we got to? Yes, we were. Yeah, you asked how do I get into reenacting and potting and yeah. stuff. So um, the thing is, I, I studied space engineering, um, then loads of companies closed, then I realised there was no jobs in that. So I thought, well, there's not much else to do. I'm close to the end of the course and I need to get a job. Mm. So I thought, okay, I'll do civil engineering, but ground engineering, because it's got something to do with clay, which I liked, and pots and finding things and um, archaeology and the time team. So I thought, this is good. I should do that. And um, the academia was amazing, but I absolutely hated it in real life. So 2008 came along, recession, moved into insurance, um, used my skills for that, and I'm doing very well in that. Um, not, not an issue at all, but the stress it was just insanely high. Yeah. So my wife said to me, you need to, you need to do something that goes with your love of languages, um, the old English that you're learning, Yeah. Um, which incidentally was part of my travels around Sweden. I was like, why am I understanding what everyone's saying? I mean, like, what's this word say here? S-K-J-U-H-A-U-S. Atsikus, English man. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I can get that. So then I said, I can make stuff as well. Suddenly came downstairs and said, I'm going to do Anglo-Saxon reenacting. So the tea was spat out all over the place, the usual thing you'd expect. And she was like, right, really? She knew did reenacting before, but didn't expect that was going to be the hobby. Yeah. So I came along here about a year ago, or two, I think it was now. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Introduced myself in old English. Never looked at me. So, huh? I was like, okay. So they don't speak old English. They just think I'm weird. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they said, yeah. I think the first time I met you, you introduced yourself in old English. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I tend to do that. Hey, Ella. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and we um, got into doing a bit of combat training and they said, mm. oh, you've clearly done this before. It's not going to be a problem. Um, off you go, make some clothes, get some stuff together, all the rest of it. And they said, but now you need a trade. I'm like, okay. So that's when it came back to the potting. Mm. And I thought, well, I'll try and do this. So I, um, I, I dug up some clay and it basically exploded. I thought, hmm, this is interesting. Um, and that's when I started properly researching um, methods of construction of pots, the right materials to use. Um, I mean, who would have thought you have to use exactly 30% sand in a ratio? Very specific. It's very specific. And then you've got something which you can actually put on the fire and you can cook with, yeah. as we've done with this one. Um, and this one, which still smells of the onions that I cooked. Um, but again, that's a hand pot or handmade pot, because the others are thrown on a wheel, just like this one. Um, and I was like, well, this, this is this is my thing, because there's so few people doing it. Mm. Um, but it took about a year to get it right, of constant failures. And honestly, when you've made about eight pots, you stick them in the kiln, they all come out in pieces. You're like, oh, <laughs> this is really, it's really, it's running to the point where I, you want to give up, yeah. but I'm not that kind of person. And I was like, I am going to get it right because I've seen people do it. Um, and that's when I spotted a chap called Andy Ward. Um, mm. And he's just like, hello. <laughs> it's all part of the podcast. Say hi. <laughs> so I spotted this chap called uh, Andy Ward. And um, out of the billions of people in the world, he's like, yeah, okay, you need to do this. You need to do that. Try this. Experiment with that. And lo and behold, I've got pots, which actually do something and are functional, and the rest of the group can use them. 
And you gave yeah. some to me a couple of weeks back. Those ones. Um, so I've been experimenting because you wanted to know if they would hold liquid. Yes. So Posh people pots. We've got this one here, which I put beeswax on. Yep, same uh, as this one. And so that's got some pickled hops in there. Nice. And that seems to be holding up pretty well. It does. I've used it for the last couple of shows, so can confirm it's been holding liquid. This one was filled with milk and then emptied and then baked yes, in the I oven. Yes, that one, yes. And this has got um, pickled mussels in. And again, nice. it's holding. It's definitely, I think the only yeah. evaporation, I think there's almost none at all because it's such a small surface area. Yeah. The only evaporation is just due to the water. It's not leaking through. This again, completely dry on the underside. Um, what I have discovered is milk would have been one way of sealing it because it's basically Roman plastic. Um, the other way is olive oil. Again, mm. bakes on. So these ones have been cooked with olive oil. Um, there was a little bit of um, beeswax in the top. Um, beeswax, I think, is the one for drinking. I think probably because it's the same thing you do with a drinking horn, isn't it? Exactly. Seal it with beeswax. Um, I guess you'd have to reapply it every now and again. Yep, definitely. Same with the olive oils on the others. Um, I've seen people use Danish oil, but they say that everything tastes like Danish oil. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't. Um, but American Indians, um, I think it's yeah, supposed to call them that now. Um, certainly the tribal people there, they would use um, a watered down um, corn starch. Mm. So literally just corn flour. And again, yeah. cook it on as well to seal it. So then again, that's another way. But um, I think this works really well. Yeah, till you spill it. Well, yeah, but that's just because <laughs> it's got a bit of a, yeah. a thing. But again, um, the other pot here was wandering around this morning, all like this on the way here. And I worked out that Anglo-Saxons didn't have cars. Which is... Um... <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, which is probably why they didn't build the pots <laughs> with a proper base. Um, yeah, they they are generally of copies yeah. of um, of um, pots that I've seen um, in in a few books. I mean, even the designs, yeah. basically the same. So I've made all of the uh, what do you call them? the 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 like clay presses. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. But yeah, I've made all of them, literally everything from scratch. So it's great fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, we're going to experiment with those today. That's the plan. So we've got this one which we can cook in, and it doesn't matter if it turns into something very solid yeah so i should probably explain what to the doing. listeners viewers what we're going to do so there's a a find from the bronze age that's three thousand years old um sweden i think and it's a complete pot and it's been analyzed because it had a burnt residue in it and it's been analyzed and it's got some kind of i think it was cow's milk mm. uh, a lot of people think it's probably from making cheese now i don't think it's that easy to burn cheese when you're making it because you essentially boil milk and add an acid yep so i'm not sure how you get to the point of burning it it'd have to go really wrong to do that but almost like someone was called away for a long time as this was left by the fire went off to battle or something like that or came back <laughs> and then found it was that but it's the way it was found which is highly unusual it wasn't like a a um a sacrifice or an offering it's almost no, it's like in the waste pile. Yeah, it's like someone had hidden it. <laughs> Maybe. It, yeah. See, I, 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 thought, I thought it was almost like, oh, mum's going to kill us if we she finds out we've burned <laughs> this. Best pot. Exactly. The same as when the yeah. uh, lady came back to King Alfred and um, had a go at him because he'd left the bread burning or the cakes on the side yes. burning. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't hide it. He was like, what? I've been thinking all day. <laughs> Depends which version of the story you go into. 
know what? But my theory is that they might have been making Brunost, which is when you take whey and you reduce it down until it caramelizes. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're going to see whether we can make Brunost in one of your pots without yes. burning it, hopefully. Or exploding the pot. Or exploding the pot. We have your permission that if it goes wrong, it's not my fault. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> you've that's, agreed we might break for. a pot. So it's a very experimental approach. And I'm if it does set forever, you've got something on the display. Yes, brown cheese. <laughs> yeah. Do you like some brown cheese? It's very hard, like toffee. Have you had like brown cheese before? I haven't, no. Right, well, on that note, I'm going to grab you some brown cheese. Taste. I've got some devices for you to eat on as well. Excellent. There's I a crisp slicing knife. Bread. Thank you. And there's an oat cake. And we have, so I bought some from, well, we're not going to name the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> got it blown in this morning from um it is norwegian brown cheese so this we can let you know what the proper in inverted brown cheese tastes like and i haven't tried this particular one the last one i had i got in norway was uh gutost goat cheese that's quite interesting it's got it looks like toffee on the yeah. top and it's got like a uh, almost like a consistency of fudge so it looked like fudge then <laughs> Well, I've made Brunost once yep. by reducing whey, and it went more sticky, like a toffee-ish caramel. This stuff actually has cream in it. So I think that they're cooking it down to a point and then stirring cream in and letting it set. Do you know what this tastes like already? It tastes just like condensed milk. Yeah. It's like someone's made toffee out of condensed milk and half-cheesed it. Drop mine on the floor. Oh no, quick, bit of protein. Well, yeah, hopefully we can recreate something like this. I can taste the cheese. It's cheesy, it's sweet. It's, this is like condensed milk. I reckon I made cheese from condensed milk. It tastes just like it. That aftertaste you get, mm, I like it, it's really nice. Mm. Um, so that's gonna be our afternoon is, seeing how long it takes a lot of watching a lot of stoking the fire these are nice where are these from i made them hmm? you sourdough, made it? sourdough crackers wow what's the um what's the herb uh caraway 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 seeds oh, very nice mm. that was it let's have another test slightly timey mm. i need to push it off with the yeah. thing come on there oh go. there you go quick oh look it's exact same length as my crisp bread Just condensed milk, definitely. I reckon that's exactly what's going to happen. How about that? So it's almost like we need to get it um, consistency like fudge, because it's 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 got that. Um, it depends if we want to add cream and do it like this, which this, I think there is evidence for, but it's a fairly modern idea. This is very, very creamy. Yeah. I think the other one would be, I think it would stop it Stop it. Stop. stop it. Stop it turning into toffee. Yeah, stop it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, at a time when there's not that much sweet food available, mm. other than maybe your fruits, a little bit of honey, a little bit of malt extract, this is another source of sugar. You're using up a waste product from cheese making to make another usable product. Absolutely. This is brilliant. I, th I will definitely get this more often. Mm. Thank you. <laughs>
my dinner sorted. Right. <laughs> Have some more. Lovely stuff. Uh, on an oat cake. Knife works quite well, doesn't it? That was just a scrap piece of ash, which I blackened in the fire. Looks like and then, bog oak. Hmm? Looks like bog oak. Does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. just blackened ash. Yeah. Um, I just was a bit bored afterwards. And then this was just a bit of steel that I found hanging around. I thought, well, I need something to cook with. So I'll just make it. Oh, perhaps yeah, I love that one. Yeah. It's good stuff, isn't it? Wow. I never would have thought cheese would taste like this. Hmm. It is, it's, it's like, it's almost like a, a fudge, a condensed milk cheese fudge, hmm. which sounds terrible. If you would say, oh, would you like fudge that tastes like cheese? No, thank you. Well, I didn't like it when I first tried it. I didn't, didn't not like it, but it took some getting used to because of that sweet, cheesy. Hmm. But I do really like it now. It's actually really good on Doritos. Really? Just, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Need that. Should we see what the kids think of it? What Olivia thinks of it? If they want to come on. Olivia, do you want to try some sweet cheese? Come sit here. So you are Olivia. Yeah. And you like cheese. This is called Brunost. It's sweet. Like the condensed milk. Like it? Would you like another slice? No, I don't. <laughs> so you don't like it that much then? I had a sandwich and ice cream. Sandwich and an ice cream. Was it an Anglo-Saxon ice cream? Salted caramel. Salted caramel. Yeah, yeah. Saxon. So what do you think of it? Okay, turn around a bit more. Turn around a bit more. That's it. Say hi. Okay, so what do you think of it? What's what's the flavour taste like? It's good. Yeah, good. Yeah. A bit sour. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the face says it all. You can't see the face. <laughs> play off and go play. Mm. Yeah, but I really like this. It's this is fantastic. So I, I should imagine it's at Christmas time. Definitely. Put it on your cheese board. Oh, definitely, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So you'll need to tell me um, which airline you got to fly it in this morning. So Put it in special just for you. That's one there. Yeah. Wow. Have some more. What did the Vikings ever do for us? Your and cheese. Yeah, Jorvik. <laughs> yeah. So we'll probably stop recording for a bit and come back in. Maybe we should come back in partway through the experiment. So we're going to just stick a pot on the fire. It's going to be boring. We're going to stick a pot of whey on the fire. Boil so it down for probably a couple of hours. It can't be as boring as watching whey boil. There's no whey, is that boring? Really? Whey. Wow. Who would have thought? No way. Whey. Whey. Come watch the battle. So we've quickly flown to Norway, as you can see from the fjords behind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. If we're nice. gonna make, if we're gonna make yep. brown cheese, we're gonna have to make normal cheese first because we need the whey. Yep. So we've got one of your lovely pots here. We'll put it in the fire. Awesome. <clears throat> heat it up, and we'll turn that into some cheese, which will give us the whey to try and make brown cheese. Nice. Yeah. And I know that pot works because I used it the other day. Oh, there so we go. It'll be good. As long as it doesn't explode. Stand back, guys. <laughs> awesome. So we'll cut back in in a minute when we've got cheese. So right there we go, and then yeah, that's it. So we've got the cheese, and we've got our whey, which we need to use to make the brown cheese. So we've got. You want to try a bit? Let's just oh, absolutely. Fresh on the fire. It's quite warm actually. This Creamy. is too. That's actually mm. really nice. I'd love some salt in that. Mm. We just we need to see, and spend some time boiling down. That's what we've done. <laughs> Well, we had, uh, I've got some salt actually in that little pot there if you want some. 
It'd be good. Um, it's quite apple <clears throat> from that vinegar. Mm. So we used uh, cider vinegar to split that. Ideally, I would have used buttermilk because a but soured buttermilk would have given it a more creamy flavour, less acidity. I don't know how that's going to affect our brunost. Don't know. But you add a bit of, um, you're supposed to add a bit of um, acidity into candy if you're making sweets or candy or sugar things. So it could be part it of what we did. It could yeah? work. Okay, so, so what needs to happen next? So what we've got to do now is take the rest of our way, stick it back into the fire. This is going to take a couple of hours. So we're going to probably cut again here, I think. Yep. And we'll bring you guys back in, hopefully maybe halfway along the process so we can see what the whey's looking like as it's reducing. Because um, it could be as interesting as watching whey oil. No way, I've more of a bench too. I'll just come and squat next oh, to you. Yeah. Just so, you know, in case you say something interesting for once. Don't know how long this is going to take, do we? So it's... Uh, no. no. I mean, how long has it been in there for now? About 20 minutes? Yeah, the pots are hot. As I was saying before, it's... Um, I get asked quite often, uh, oh, you know, when was pottery invented? And it's like, yeah. well, same time when fire was invented, it's got to be. Um, and you can just imagine sort of... Um, a simple process from um, cave people smashing stones to make something sharp. Um, well, they, you know, you just imagine the first chap sitting there. It's like, oh, I've just set this this field on fire, and all the rabbits I was hunting, they're now cooked. Uh, through to just throwing um, a uh, bit of mud, which you've just rolled into a rabbit close to the fire. Yeah, rabbits. Yeah, absolutely. Rabbits. <laughs> well, killed a rabbits. There you go. So easy to hunt, aren't they? Not in England. Well. I don't know necessarily about that time, but it's like um, pottery was passed around the world just as quick as everything else was. Um, yeah. One thing I do know, and I can't remember whether I read it or saw it somewhere <clears throat> on some documentary, they was explaining that about the same stratigraphy, yeah. pottery was passed around very, very quickly, and it spread across the world very, very quickly. Let's so, check on that way a minute. We don't want to end up like the... Uh... 3,000 year old pots. Uh, we've got a long way. I reckon we've got hours of this. This is going to be a long day. How did you get into reenacting? How did I get into reenacting? I went to a Woodruna gig. I don't know if I will have mentioned this on the podcast before. I tell so many people. Went to a Woodruna gig and I met someone that turned up in Viking garb. No, really? Sat in a bar, had a bit of a chat, didn't know anything about it at the time. Um, just sort of piqued my interest. Mm. We got into it that way. Met a lot of interesting people along the way. Made a lot of new friends. Learned a lot of stuff. It's been good. I like that. Not that long ago, though, really. Um, How long? Probably only about five years ago, six yeah. years ago. That's too bad. A lot of time at home during COVID, though, wasn't there to practice. Oh, yeah. I've got a, a garden, so I was building clay ovens and practicing in the garden and... Right, so we've just come back in quickly because we were almost had a disaster, didn't we? Yep. The pot's got too hot uh, and it started to boil over. Just managed to rescue it, but this is still really, really hot. The second one is just starting to go brown. As I can see it there, it trying is. to stir it a bit. I managed to stir a little bit, so there's a little Can we bit. lift this pot aside? There we go. Oh, look, it's going again. Let's bring the camera in. Bring the camera so in. It is so hot. Oh, it's going good. I Ah, uh, yeah. The thing is, it's just so ridiculously hot. 
this one. The little pot is caramelizing, isn't uh, it? Yeah, it's actually burning on the side. So we've actually got some burning going on, on here. Look. Yeah. Oh, you can see you know that. What? You need a really long stick. <laughs> right. Okay. We'll come back in on this in a minute. Need it. Look at that colour though. It's that like is a amazing. Cappuccino. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually really, really very hot. I mean, it's it's painfully hot. So, and that's moving the um, uh, the fire out of the way is what I was trying to say. But you don't really move fire out of the way. But we also know that your pots hold heat really well, don't we? Uh, yes. Because you sent me a video, which I could probably cut in here to show people what happened when you cooked your dinner the other day. It's still cooking in the pot, even now. Look at that. That is a bit of black, that's from something that's dribbled on the side. That's interesting. I'll add to it. Cool, still hot. All right, so we appear in the smaller pot we used a little bit of way it appears that it's pretty much caramel we're gonna say yep yep i mean that's looking good so okay, are we gonna, we're gonna take it off and let it cool and then we'll try it okay i don't know how it's supposed to be done so let's just do it whatever you think well this is experiment uh but i'm thinking the pot's still hot and it's going to keep cooking so i move the camera over so it can see let's get it off the heat first So it has burnt quite a lot on the sides and basically ruined the pot. <laughs> There's a stirring stick, which I made earlier. So that stuff there is potentially our Brunos once it cools. It should firm up a little bit. There was about half a pot to start with, wasn't it? Go on, try some, try some, try some, try some. Try some, the try, spoon. some. try some. It's going to be bloody hot. It's really hot, yeah, but just yeah. be careful. Not as sweet as the one we had earlier, but is it Brunos? It's along that flavour profile, oh. definitely. It's got a slightly. It's slightly cheesy, slightly caramel. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Look at that. But that looks spectacular in there. So it almost we... proves the burnt cheese theory. We did burn the pot. We did burn the pot. Which means whether they would have done this on a regular basis. Or it was an accident that someone tried to hide. Yeah. But it kind of ruins my theory that people were eating Brunost. Well, because all we're doing here is burning pots. What else would they make it with or make it for? Hmm. Even this one I can see is already starting to burn on the top of the pot. It is. But that's because it went over the top a lot. Yeah, it got too hot. Yeah. So it boils over really quickly. You're going to need to stir that in a second. Look, 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 look. This is what happened before. And suddenly it just goes, which makes it very, very difficult. Yes. Well, we've got caramel in the other one. So we've actually made it. Is it going to go over? It's going. It's going. It's going. just holding that heat so if you, much. If you move that um, the stick to the uh, your right out the way, because that's the one that's causing the uh, the boil over. Yep. Oh, that is hard to stir, man. 
So what do we do about the smaller one? Well, that's starting to look like that setting to me. That looks very set-like to me. Oh no, it's not, Luke. It's very liquid. It's definitely... It's definitely sort of um, syrupy. But we're getting to a point where, for the amount of whey we used, not very beneficial. No. I would have said, you're better off doing what I did with the rest of the whey we had, which is I've put it into tonight's dinner. Yep. So you're still not wasting it, but you're using it for something where you're not burning most of it, essentially, and ruining your pots with the process. Yes. So do we put cream in it now? Or when do we put cream in it? Well, the, the, so there's two versions. So the one we ate earlier has cream in it. And I was thinking that we would reduce it down like I've done before at home. Yeah. And just leave it like that and it goes caramelly. So at this point, I don't know. We could add some cream to it and see what happens. Well, that's, it's, it's, quite, it's quite, I mean, it's still boiling around the side. It's quite syrupy. I reckon if we put a bit in, it will still cook. Do you want to try Just a dab then. How much? Oh, hardly any. Not even as much as what's in there, do you know what I mean? Just the same again, yeah. Like 50-50 then. That's it, it. that's 50-50? Yeah. Okay, I let's... don't think we want too much. That was clean, I found it on the floor. It's whether that will set, or if we'd have to then reduce that. I'm putting it on the side and it's... It's still... It's still the same, is it viscosity, thickness? Yeah. Yeah. Whether the heat will make the stuff set, because it's going to keep cooking in that pot. I mean, how hot is that? That's, that's, that's about 80, 90 degrees at the moment. The other question I've got now is, if that does set, how do you get it out of the pot? You pour it in something. But there's not enough in there. Once you tip that, all you're doing is lining the pot. Yep. There's not enough liquid in there to pour into another container. But there's some on the side. Yeah. That tastes like toffee. That's on the side. I mean, I don't know if the camera can see this. It's quite interesting, I think. You see it there? There you go. It's turned into toffee right on the end. This one has now reduced. So this was a full pot. Mm -hmm. And we're about halfway down, so this is going to take some time. That's actually really nice. It's quite sweet. Oh, it's sort of setting on the it, side. Oh, it is, it is. Look, there you go. Look, look. So I took some of this from the side. And my thought was that they'd have made something that was a bit more <gasps> look, spreadable. That, that's spreadable. That's pretty good. That's not bad. I mean, look, that is, let's, so camera can see. It focuses actually quite well. Look, there you go. Look at that. So that actually sits there on the side. But we have trashed your pot in the process. Well, possibly two pots at this point. Ah. Uh, this has gone like going look, cappuccino colour. So look at that. That's actually a toffee that's there. Yeah. Look, that's, that's, that's a hard toffee. But that's also got some of the burn stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Mmm. Mm. Come off a toffee. The excitement in your it voice. It tastes like a burnt toffee. Yeah. It tastes like a burnt toffee. Can I get cheese? If you wish. 
It's almost a bit like burnt toast. Yeah. I'm still not... I think... <laughs> it's possible someone was trying something like this when they discarded their pot. It still doesn't say they weren't doing it. Almost like um, they was like, well, I've made it. It's ruined the pot. How the hell do I even get this off? Because it's yeah. thick glass-like substance. You got um, the Rookery Meadery who was on an episode before and he's got a burnt mead because there was wow. an incident where the honey burned and, and he made the most of it and wow. it sells really well. So the burnt flavour does work for people. That's going quite dark. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. I um, one of the things I want to do is I want to brew a, um, uh, a banana rum and that's um, that use toffees as well. So... You, you you basically set toffees like this. That definitely looks like toffee. Yeah, so it could have been someone in the Bronze Age experimenting is what we're yeah. saying. Or well, that's what I'm saying. So that is, it's got the consistency of Marmite and colour of Marmite at the moment. But and you said spreadable. Yeah, well that's my th thought on it. Was Tastes slightly Marmite-like as well. That's not good. <laughs> Love well, that's, it or hate that's, it. that's the burn though that's on the side. We need more fire around this to keep that going. But look at the heat that's going on that stew. Is still, there's still a lot of heat in this box. But likewise, we don't want it to go out. We're going to carry on with the other pot, I think, is what we're saying. And we'll come back in in a bit and... Because I'm enjoying the Marmite Brunost. Marmite Brunost. It does taste like Marmite. Right, so we seem to have made... Saxon Marmite. Saxon Marmite, love it or hate it, it could be why the Saxons fought with the Vikings. It's definitely the reason why. But Greg wanted to make something which is spreadable, and this, in my opinion, is spreadable. Look at that. It looks like Marmite. It spreads like Marmite. It tastes a bit like Marmite. It's not very nice. It tastes like Marmite. This is amazing. Yeah, yes. we've made Marmite. Wait, do you like Marmite? Come try this. It's actually not Marmite, it's Brunost is the plan, but... It's not bad, is it? <laughs> it's not bad. It's not it bad. Really it is. It's like a slightly sweet marmite. So we've got some dinner. This um, has been cooking nicely. Chicken and broad bean, a bit of bacon, yep. in a big pot together. Tastes good. Um, and we've got our brunost, which sort of worked in the end. Oh, we did. So that is spreadable and it actually goes on. And the best part about it is it actually tastes pretty good. Have you tasted it like this? Not on bread. Not on bread, have you? I did have a little dip. Try that off camera. That, I can't get the Marmite thing out of my head now. Okay, no. <laughs> this, this one's sweeter. This one's not as burned. Mm. That's good. It's like a soft version of that. It is. It's a spreadable version. It tastes the same to me. Mm. But I quite like the sour flavour from the vinegar. Mm. I love sour flavours. The question is, would they have done it? It's been a mess of your pot. We've, we've basically got very, very hard toffee all the way around the inside. I don't know if you can see it from there. All the way around the inside. And it is solid toffee. And I think it'll be worth soaking it with just a bit of hot water yeah. and seeing what happens. I reckon if you were to boil water in that tomorrow, that will all come off. Because there, there is lasagna that I have cooked that has been on there for 
a long time yeah. and then you just let the pan soak in water the following day it's all good mm. but that i actually really like that i might make that again but maybe in a stainless steel pot so yeah see that's the thing i've done it at home in a stainless steel pot and it's a lot easier yes so i don't think we've i mean we've burned it so i guess we have proved that it could have the pot could have been brewed on yep because it's burned. Um, but whether it was likely or if it was a one-off it's anybody's guess again isn't it? absolutely do you yeah. know i've worked out that a the smoke is killing my eyes today and B, I really dislike sunlight in my eyes. Yeah, we <laughs> are sat facing the sun here. But then the alternative is the camera faces. Well, they don't want to see us. But yeah, we really like this. People like to watch us eat, don't they? Oh, yeah. So, are you ready for your closing question? Okay, let's do it. Okay, so if you had an unlimited budget, what would be your dream project? Unlimited budget, dream project. I've thought about this. I thought to myself, well, building a awesome kiln would be great. Building awesome like distillery and doing all wines and things would be great. Yeah. Um, but I think unlimited budget. I do something like this they've got here because this is just fantastic. You've got around so many different things. They've got the farms, the farm animals. You know, if you had the fields, you'd have the grains. Yeah. So you can make the whiskey. Which is what I did quite a lot. So next question, do you think you could survive on a Viking Age diet? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's Easy. it's super healthy. They had grains in the food that we don't eat so much these days. I think the first time I ever had um, barley in the stew was when my grandmother made it. And I was like, what is this? This is amazing. Mm. And it was like pig's trotters in the stew, just like this, but with barley as well. And cinnamon. She used to put cinnamon in quite a lot. I was like, that is really nice. That's good. And I wasn't, I mean, the first time I was like, oh, it's a bit weird, like how soft it is and everything else. But then I started eating lots of Chinese food, and it was like, this is chicken feet. You suck the skin off the bones. Okay, right. Yeah, duck's tongue was the one that I couldn't do. I was like, oh my god, that's that's a bit weird. But yeah, I think um, I think absolutely because you you, you grow beans, um, you've got root vegetables, yeah. um, you forage stuff around. I mean, even in sort of like. Um, um, autumn times. Just go in and pick in hedgerow berries, stick them in a pot like this. I mean, this is something I'd like to do if we do something again and I can get the stuff off this pot. Is we pick hedgerow berries and we do exactly the same thing, yeah. but what comes out of here, we turn them into hedgerow toffee. So you get like these little light chewy sweets. That, I reckon they do. I reckon that would be worth destroying. Not that this isn't. We'll save it. Till then. I mean, I'm going to wash the pot. Yeah, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. So is there any food you'd miss on a Viking Age diet? See, I was thinking about this, and I actually like quite a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I think the convenience of food is what we'd miss. Not just me. I think everyone would miss. Because That's a great right now, if it's like, oh, I want a beer. We just get in the car and go to the shop and go get a beer. It's like, oh, I've left food quite late. We've got home late. What's everyone want? Let's just order a takeaway. It gets delivered. And so the convenience food is amazing. Now, take let's, let's say right now we're eating this stew yeah. and you'll be like, oh, this, this, this chicken is really nice. It's really good. Well done. And you'll be like, well, pity we lost four arrows chasing the deer. 
and the deer still got away. But mm. we may find that deer, but a fox will probably get that, and it's going to eat our four arrows that we spent time making because mm. we just couldn't track it through the forest. So convenience. Convenience of food, I think, is what. Honestly, that's my favourite answer today. Just that. That's a great answer. That's so true. It is. It is, like, yeah. I kind of expect someone to say coffee, sugar, whatever. No, no, just convenience. Yeah, the convenience of food. Of course. Yeah. What's the worst thing you've ever eaten? <clears throat> so I was thinking about this, and I thought to myself, Whilst duck tongue wasn't nice, yeah, and I I, I like lunch tongue, and little Sonny the furry cat, fluffy one, he's always like, oh, have you sat down? Oh, let me just um come up and sit next to you because I really love you. So we have a little bit of tongue. My wife thinks it's absolutely disgusting, but I love the flavour. So it's just a little snack in the evening. So he likes it as well. So I thought duck tongue's going to be nice. It's got a bone in the middle, a really weird bone, and I was like. That's not nice. I don't like that. That's weird. It is weird. The flavour was fine and the sauce that was in was great. But then my mind keeps coming back to, I love Korean food. Yeah. Love Chinese food. And octopus is quite chewy and always is. So I sat down in this restaurant in um, Portugal and it was for a work thing. And I thought, well, I'm going to have the octopus company card. It's fine. And these ringlets of octopus arrived. And the only thing I can describe it is the flavour wasn't great, yeah. but it was literally just like the texture of my mouth was like a load of bogeys had just exploded in your mouth. And I was like, that's not a nice texture. Glad you said that as I was trying to swallow my dinner. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't great. Um, I mean, I, I, thought, yeah. I thought I'd say that because um, everyone's like, oh, the, um, the rotten fish in a can in Sweden. I didn't actually taste it. I smelt it, and then yeah. I went to the garage to get the gasoline to burn the house down um, because I thought that was the only thing you could do right. with it. I have to say one thing in defence of that fish. Oh, yeah. It's not rotten, it's fermented. Oh, fermented. It smelt rotten anyway. Everyone calls it rotten. They're like, no, it might be horrible. It's not rotten. If it was rotten, it wouldn't be safe to eat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true. So in defence, before anyone comes at me. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Yes. Um, but Swedish food was great. I liked horse. Yeah. Mm. Horse meat was great. I, I didn't realize that I was eating it. And they said, actually, it's, um, it's horse meat. I'm like, oh, really? Well, why don't we have this in England? It turns out we did. There was a well-known brand of lasagna that was horse meat. And, um, one of the best posts on Facebook afterwards was if it's going to go up in price, cause beef is going in it, keep the damn horses in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. So, but I think people that have eaten horse meat, they'll, they'll know. I actually prefer the flavour. Yeah. It's like, you know when you cook lamb and you get the smell afterwards? In a pan, it's not nice. But when you're eating it, it's fine. It's almost like beef can have that a little bit, but horse doesn't. So, anyway, sorry, horse. <clears throat> so, next question. Oh, right. What's the most memorable meal you've ever had? Memorable meal. Mm. My wife asked me that question the other day. Mm. My gran used to cook. I forgot what type of fish it is. I'm really bad with my fish. It's the one where it's got two sides to it. 
and you sort of can scrape it off and it leave it it's left with the bones it's either place or it's not like haddock or something like that place i think it's sort of like a triangle fish it's Don't a flat it's literally a flat fish yeah so it's head and everything's all twisted round and on the strange side cook it in um i think just cook it in milk with a bay leaf and a couple of um uh peppercorns and that was just amazing you just you should squeeze a bit of um uh, lemon juice on the top. It was an amazing cook. Camera don't fall over. But yeah, I think I used to really enjoy those Saturday afternoon dinners. Probably where I get my love for cooking from is um, Graham. Because she just spent most time cooking. She would have loved all that. So, like, oh, what's that? Blood bread. <laughs> Sounded so sinister. No, it is. It's made from the blood of the children. The bad ones. We used to have three. Only two survived. So, you've died. Yep. Your family and friends are preparing your grave goods. They're preparing me for dinner. Yep. What food and drink do you get to take to feast in Valhalla? Oh. food I think. Barbecue food. Um, I do like cooking on the side a lot. I've got rather large barbecue for that. So maybe a good tandoori, something like that. Uh, drink. Um, I do like meat actually. I like the flavour of it a lot. Um, but weirdly enough, I have lost at least four inches on my belt for not drinking alcohol as much as I used to, insurance. Um, and whilst the, the weight has stayed on because I've been exercising, I'm like, oh, I can get into belts. So, yeah. weird enough, I actually like alcohol free beers. And the Beck's one, sorry to say, this is not a, um, anything else, but it tastes slightly like the smell of cannabis, which I don't mind. Um, not that I've ever tried cannabis because I wouldn't do that. I was trying to go into the military, um, but I do like the smell of it. It's quite sweet and it's got that flavour. So my wife is like, it's the Bex beer, I think it is, or something, whatever. And she's like, you're not allowed to drink that one in the house anymore. I'm like, oh, okay. Or it's the Heineken, I can't remember which one it is. But that's that's really good. But the um, the alcohol-free Guinness is, is amazing. Out of all the alcohol-free ones I've had, I'd say the Guinness is the best. Yeah. One. I'll drink that fairly regularly. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm standing there with clients and they're like, oh, you're driving? I'm like, yeah, but this is alcohol free. They're like, oh, I didn't know that. And then they don't even know. They carry on getting wasted. Yeah. And you just carry on and enjoy the chat and everything else. It's, and it's fine. Plus, the following day, you don't wake up with um, a really foggy brain and sit there like this. Oh, I need to write a report. Oh, let me call Chris. Chris, how are you doing, Chris? Uh, should I teams you? No. Should we call Ollie as well, see how he's doing? No, please don't. Ollie, how are you doing? Oh, don't talk to me. I don't get any of that, which is quite nice. And I just sit down and do the reports. And then everyone else is like, how are you doing, Chris? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but because it's Valhalla and you're already... I was going to say, you're going to Valhalla with an alcohol-free beer at the moment, which... Yeah. Hmm. So, and that's the point, whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey will kill me. That's probably how I died and went to Valhalla. Whiskey. I don't think you get to go to Valhalla if you die. Well, it depends, because I would have got my swords and gone into battle. Oh, okay, so you're going to be 
drunk. Yeah, a bit like the drunken master. But knowing then, I'll probably end up slaughtering everyone on the battlefield and wake up in the corner and be like, huh? what happened? <laughs> and live on to tell the tale. Damn it. But remember, the things that go with grave goods for me is, and I've always said this, um, when everyone throws the things in, you've yeah. got to throw Japanese knotweed in because I want to be up in a few years' time. <laughs> pissing people off in life, pissing people off in death. That's me. <laughs> so there you go. You heard it here, folks. That's Paul. <laughs> Is there anywhere people can find you online? Do you want people to follow you or not? Um, I'm thinking of setting up a proper Instagram for the pots because um, mine is just me following other people that build model airplanes right now and other rubbish and yeah. laughing at cats that do silly things online. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of that. Um, and I'm going to put a um, Facebook page together, um, yeah. I think, for selling some of the pots now that I've, um, I have successfully got to the point where I can do this. It's a good pot. And it's not about cooking pot. So that's the plan. Um, they're not going to be glazed because they're just not. Um, and I just need to think of an appropriate thing. Something like 4th century. Um, yeah, it might be there. 5th century um, kiln. There you go. Something like that. Well, when you do, obviously I'll try and pop links out and stuff. And let people fantastic. follow you on various yeah. platforms. It'll be great. Um, we're going to do three more questions for the Patreons. Yeah. Oh. For the people that want to wait for like six eight weeks it'll go out on the normal thing yeah so thanks for coming on and sacrificing your pots that's okay it was all for the name of um sort science. of science i guess yeah i mean i think that is well, thanks for watching yeah so <laughs> bye right so it's the next day um and we thought we'd just quickly record an update because yesterday i was uh in the shower thinking of what we were up to today yeah. yesterday yeah. even yeah. yeah and i thought to myself if these could clean i left with a bit of boiling water on the um, on the fire just just boiling away because essentially we made like a toffee on the outside if it could clean they wouldn't be wasting pots which then leads to the question of why was that particular pot thrown away but... there are so many different things that we thought of during the day but what did you discover well, I heated the pots um, just so they're warm enough that I could still get my hand in the water, so they weren't hot, hot. Um, I tipped the water out, and I mean, and it's fantastic. Great. I mean, this is just this is amazing. It's clean. It's actually come out. Shall I try? And... <clears throat> yeah, this one's not so clean. I think this one needs another clean because that one we burned. But I mean, that one is almost spotless. It's black, but so is the outside. Look, that's just from being in the fire. This one, you can see the bottom of it's clean, where the toffee was, or the brunost, if you like. Um, but that black stuff around the side is still a bit crusty, but I reckon with a bit more on the fire. I reckon tested today, I mean, all it needs is like a, a warm environment for the, um, for the sugar to just dissolve, really. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think you'd even start cooking in that again. I reckon if you've got anything left over, make a smaller stew in there today of something. Maybe a few pig's ears, there you go, that would be nice. Some um, split peas. Yeah, somewhere with some split peas and some veg. I'll do it. And cook that up. Test it. Um, but I was really impressed by that. I was just like, literally, you were across the site, weren't I? And I called you over. I was like, you need to see this. Stop what you're doing. This, this is, is so exciting. Like, I mean, it doesn't prove that that's what they were doing. No, but it proves that you can clean it afterwards. And mm. that's the point. Which means it's plausible. Let's go with plausible. 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 We did it. Bye.
Etiom Oscar from Oxford. And this night, ich habe ein Spell. Ein Spell of Kinnings, of the Odin, of Athelingas, of Strigenerge, of Helethe, and of Hiltraku. He weighs brother min, black among the Odin. Athele Eldor and Redes he gaze. There he aswa rector exoda swa he melted him with all. Sutrigenerge, Grimmeliot magas, Griefe yatrang. Hert wears Helitha, Hiltraku and Morum, Othwand, Donneador, Er Affencom, Brego midweek helper, West to Gar Sedja, Leofa Weldend, Thur Athnacraft, Rathe Yeflemed, Forth Elthilda, on wig flotum twem, will give me tempum, da drefte lagu, dead cheneflock. From streams dethe, fior, storm and ye slog, on brimlith and rashibu, on brantum weatrum, that wears Mitchell Wondor, that weapon wigan, on a mergen, it's cliff who Shim ye recto wishina flot, Gimstan on flotter, there goddess ye held. Here we are wounded, here mid dengum, bregum mid bedoring cum blackamon kinbald, here on medi made woman begorum, wield thus glower, winter twenty. Ur thengel them boren mana, nor than himbrum there him the wounded, elam his name magum no your sundom, piotas. Rathra, Piotta Urna Atheling, Tunstede Yestodon Treolison nicht. Folkwerian dos, Fjond of Slog, Heathen Kinnis, Hedlich fe Jefeleda, Damind Bangare of Berge Jeflech. Tendin, Sunun Ushineth, Under Snow Biochleth, Bloweth, Blasters, Bitter Overheather, Yamori. Ich beg norne, his grimne death. Run staffers on the road stane, recht lafades namen, blackamon, ye kithath, kin kunis locht. He wears brother min, bjolkwel me ye nomen, metod a ye helede on herfon his theo, chlaffed many, mildne bieldo, drechten on swegle to dom de ye gife, ich folke frithu, fria, almighty, a boten ende. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, remember to like and subscribe and give the show a rating. You can also help keep the show going by becoming a Patreon where you'll get early access to all episodes. Or check out my range of merch on my store. Links are in the episode description. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 